I made my first million in real estate when I was 33 years old. I didn't believe it was possible to even be a homeowner after growing up in 20 different homes. I've spent my life learning the game of real estate entrepreneurship, to have the freedom to parent and guide my own schedule, and to express my purpose in the world. What is your purpose? How do you put that purpose behind what you do for money? I believe you were meant to make an impact. My real estate company was built around my purpose of having people discover what they are truly capable of. I'm Katrina Eileen, and this is my podcast, For Profit, For Purpose. Welcome. If you joined us for the first time, this is our second time in the last five minutes jumping on. We had some technical difficulties. It is Mercury retrograde, and we're back. And if you don't know, this is Katrina's show. What's that? Is it really Mercury and retrograde? Yeah, it is informed by my wife. And uh, I'm taking over Katrina's show because the tables need to turn. And they need to turn because we need to find out why are you doing all this stuff, Katrina? Why are you doing the nonprofit? Why are you doing uh, the brokerage? Why are you doing all the multitude of things we are doing? We want to find out what's driving the madness that is Katrina Eileen. And I have to tell you, it is madness. <laughs> yes, I know it is. And it's full of love and generosity. And I can't believe you can do it. I can't believe any human can do it. So I'm excited to be able to probe with some deep questions. So if you ever wanted to know about Katrina or why you should do business with Katrina or why you should want to be part of the Katrina Eileen brokerage, or if you're just curious and you're like, you know what, I want to talk to two awesome human beings, you're in the right space, and then you can hear my daughter, the eight-month-old, in the background. So we're in good company, are we not? How are you doing, Katrina? Say I'm hi. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Fabulous. Well, let's just jump into it. Give us okay. your story in five minutes or less. Say that what again? What are you about? What am what's, I about? What's your story? Give us your story. Uh Give me your story. Holy cow, Brian. That's a, in five minutes or less, I can do it in even quicker. Cool. Uh, let's Good. see. So I, uh, I'm a mother of five. I, uh, am a real estate developer. I am a real estate broker. I'm an investor. I, uh, believe in people. I think, uh, I want to play the game at a high level. And the only way you can do that is with other people who also play the game at a high level. And I like to be challenged. I like pe- being around people who like to be challenged. So that's what we do. Okay. And if you had to sum up your life into one or three words, what would you say that is? One or three words. Never quit. <laughs> Just keep, okay, good. Get back good. up, man. <laughs> All right. And where'd you come from? Did you grow up here? Like, what was your beginning like? Uh, you know, yeah, I was born in a barn. Well, almost born in a barn. Uh, my grandpa has a farm up in uh, Skagit County in Mount Vernon. And uh, I think we were living, we moved a lot. Um, but looking back, I think we were just living in a little single wide on my grandpa's farm <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, uh, in the, right next to the big, huge acre garden. Born in a barn, so you're good at leaving doors open as well, huh? That's right. Me too. That's right. People say, well, were you born in a barn? Yep. <laughs> yes, I was, actually. Uh, okay, so uh, so you grew up in Mount Vernon. You've been here your whole life? What? No, no. I, so I was born in Mount Vernon by the, we lived everywhere, everywhere from 
uh, Bellingham to Seattle, Anchorage, Alaska. I spent a couple summers growing up down in uh, Southern California. Mm. Um, my sister and I were counting it up. And by the time we graduated high school, by the time I graduated from high school, we'd lived in at least 20 different homes. Mm. So I am flexible and adaptable. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> well, and I know it. So let me ask you this, though. When you think about your childhood and your upbringing, what do you think were some of the more poignant experiences in your life that really shaped who you are today? Poignant <laughs> experiences. You know, um, I think definitely moving a lot and going to different schools, um, learning how to uh, learning how to just kind of um, start fresh. Right. I'm pretty good at that. Um, what else? Uh, uh, boy, came from a pretty, um, pretty conservative religion and uh, background. And so, um, you know, that formed a lot of kind of my early ideas about kind of what I was capable of and where I fit in and um, not there anymore. And ever since then, I've just kind of been discovering you know, what do I believe and why do I believe it? Does it serve me? And uh, what do I want to believe now? Mm, okay. Well, what do you say that is? What do you believe now? Um, what do I believe now? What I believe now is there's a lot of things that oh, we are kind of, people say, oh, you know, you grew up with all these ideas and constraints from society. And, and I wanted, and um I've learned that some of the age-old wisdom is age-old wisdom because there's a reason for it. <laughs> and, and then there's also a lot of things that actually have nothing to do with reality and um, what's possible. Hmm. Anything come to mind specifically? Um, well, you know, it's interesting in real estate and real estate development. I always had an idea growing up that uh, construction's for men uh, running jobs is for men. Um, I didn't have any idea that I could ever tell men what to do. <laughs> mm. And, uh, and I, it, it took a lot to actually understand, um, you know, it, it, it's not a man-woman thing. It's uh, just understand, getting in, understanding, learning, and then um, uh, learning the processes, learning how things go. And then uh, and, and once you know that and have a foundation for how to run a job, how to how to look at financials thing. That's really the thing that makes something for you or not for you is, you know, how, how much are you willing to jump in with both feet, dig in, work, understand, learn, and just be a student of the game, whatever that is. Okay. And when you look back at your younger self, maybe it's your 20 year old self or even your 30 year old self, wherever you see like the part where it was pivotal, pivotal in your life, what advice do you wish you could have given the younger Katrina Eileen? Oh, it won't be like this forever. Mm, oh, good. Yeah, that's age-old wisdom right there. <laughs> All right. And so uh, so then now you found that, you know, here you are in your life. And how old are you? I am 47 and three quarters. And nobody's supposed to ask that, but I asked that. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, you will. I figured by the time I reach 50, I'm really excited for that because I feel like then nobody can tell you what to do. You're finally like your own. <laughs> Katrina, you're already there. <laughs> Just wake up. 
Because <laughs> you, you you said, uh, you know, I never thought I could tell men to do things, but I happen to know you have like troops of men, like lots. Of, you're like a general. You have many men <laughs> that you like have doing many things, organizing many deals. So what's that like? I mean, anything you want to say to that? I think the most important thing is um, just looking at people and uh, engaging on the level of um, person to person. And it's not, you know, there's so much conversation in our society and the world about glass ceilings and constraints. And um, you know, really, it's, I haven't found that. I used to have this story that all of that existed, but what I'm learning, um, the more that I do and the more I'm around people who are already successful at a really high level, men, women, actually even more men, they're like reaching back and saying, here, let me help you, right? Or let me show you. Or there's a lot of mentorship and, and possibility and, and things that are available um, if you are willing to work. And, and uh, I think that's the the biggest hindrance is what's going on between your ears. Okay, got it. All right, so what is it that you say you do? What is it that I say I do? Uh, oh, that's, uh, so it's funny because one of my mentors, he said, um, Gray, he was talking about Kodak Film and Kodak was a film company and they are obviously no longer making 35 millimeter film for our cameras. And they were also the very first inventors of the digital camera. And I was surprised to learn that. Uh, they invented it and they put it on a shelf and said, that's not what we do, we do film. And so his advice to me is he said, if they had said we're in the image business in creating images, then they'd still be around relevant and leading the way. Mm. And uh, so he, his question was exactly that. What do you do? You don't buy and sell houses. You don't help people buy and sell houses and broker. You do something else. And uh, so what is that? And when I was answering that, it was hard because, to, you know, that just seems like such a, a different way and approach. I hadn't thought about things that way. And so what I decided that I do is, uh, and we do as a company, is we create spaces for living and we create space for life. And in doing that, um, I found that there's so many different ways to accomplish that, right? There's the brokerage business that we do. There's the nonprofit and creating housing for homeless um, youth who, you know, between 18 and 24. Uh, it, it actually encompasses anything that creates space for living hmm. and creates space for life. So um, that's what I do. Awesome. And why is that important? Why is that important? So uh, I find it funny that I'm in real estate and own this portfolio and buy and sell homes myself and for clients. When I grew up living in so many different places and you know, we never ever like settled. So I remember thinking, I love efficiency. Absolutely love efficiency. When I was in third grade, my teacher read this book called um, Cheaper by the Dozen. And in Cheaper by the Dozen, the dad's an efficiency expert. So that was the first time I ever heard that. And he would uh, go in and help make the most efficient way to do anything, any movement for companies, right? Any movement, any process. And uh, I thought that was so cool. And that's why he had 13 children instead of 12. 
because it's cheaper by the dozen. You get a bigger, you get an extra one <laughs> for the same dozen. And uh, so we moved so much. And I remember thinking about that. I would not unpack. So what I do is I take my boxes and I'd turn them sideways and create little cubicles. And I thought I was so brilliant because then when you're ready to move, you just put them back up, you close them up, and you're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so being from a you know world where everything's always fluid and flexible, um, I also my mom always wanted to own real estate, and I never really understood that. But you know, she died when she was 46, and uh, she died never owning a piece of dirt or a house or anything, and that's what she always wanted. And even though that didn't really, well, maybe it did on some level, obviously, that never really resonated with me. Um, I always thought it was, I thought how interesting it is that I end up in this business where, you know, that's what we do is create homes. And that's what, that's actually what I really love about it. And well, the, okay. And why? Why do I love that we create homes? Yeah. Um, Uh, so I, I love that we create a home because uh, home is where the experiences can happen, right? Where we can create what it is that we want to see in the world. We create our families, the relationships, we create the context for living. And, uh, and you know, to me, that's just the, the place where it all begins. And uh, so in doing that, and that if that's what it is, then we can actually create just about anything and help people create just about anything in their life that they want and that they're up to by starting there, you know, meeting that fundamental need. So I guess what I heard there was life starts at home and then from home, when home is established and you've created that space, then you can go out and create anything. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and it starts with meeting your basic need, you know, the basic yeah. need of shelter and food and being okay. able to survive. And so taking, taking that from survival to, you know, hey, what is it that you want? Got it. Okay. And so okay. then, then you said, then they can go create anything that. they want, right? It's more than that. It's also, you know, we grew up broke as a joke. And when you start realizing the rules of engagement and how this world works and the fundamentals of finance and the economy, it all also starts with uh, in May, the one of the fundamentals is real estate ownership, owning land, owning structures, owning real property. And when you begin to learn how that works and you have assets, once you have assets, then the whole financial world is open to you as well. So it's kind of funny, you know, there's some people who are like, oh, I've always been trying to avoid, you know, uh, commitment. And, you know, they see owning a home as commitment. Well, you know what, just turn that a little bit, you know, turn that dial because owning a home isn't commitment. You can use the home for whatever you want. It can be a rental, it can be an investment, it could be your home if you wanted. But really what you're doing is owning property is your key to financial, financial security and, um, and uh, success. And I think that's what I'm, I'm getting at. It sounds like really you're here because it provides that for everybody who who's yeah. at least starts there is on that path. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and what do you say about either people that you want to work with, or if you could give this gift of property ownership to the world, what's possible? 
Uh, well, one, um, find a sense of community. When you okay. have ownership and you put effort into something, then you buy in. And uh, mm. when people are, you know, people say, oh, this, 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 this neighborhood's renters, this neighborhood's owners, and you can definitely see the difference. You know, a neighborhood where homeowners are living there versus a neighborhood where it's predominantly renters. Renters don't have a long-term commitment or vision for what that is. It's just a means to an end, a roof over your head for a certain period of time. Hmm. And that's in generalities, right? And owners, they're looking at this, uh, it's a quality, it's a different quality of experience. And um, so what's possible, what, one is buying in, right? Buying into a community and having a sense of responsibility for, and that's it, having a sense of responsibility for um, what comes out of that community. Got it, okay. Yes, hello. Um, and the people you want to work with, I mean, what would you say, like, what's got to be their mission? Yeah, so, fundamentally. Uh, well, you know, kind of the title of this podcast is For Profit, For Purpose. Um, so a couple of things. One, they're entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurial minded. Uh, what we say, both at the nonprofit and housing and in our company, and really in everything we do, we're a place for go-getters to go get. And there's a lot of, you know, there's people who are just kind of born a, under a, a lucky star and they're born into the right families with the right connections, with the right education and the right connections. And, uh, you know, and so they've got a lot of resources available to them. And then there's people who, and honestly, in our, in our society, there's people who they're, they're not motivated. They're, un, you know, they're, they're fine with status quo. They're fine with, when we've got a, safe, a lot of uh, safety nets, social safety nets, right? So they're not going to live below a certain standard. And then there's these people in the middle who aren't born with the advantages uh, and they're not satisfied with, you know, just mediocrity or life at a minimum. And they're go-getters. And so what we are really here for is people who have that, you know, they're born here in the middle and they've or and they've got that drive and they want something more, they want to learn more, they want to know more, they want to, they want something better. And uh, and so that drive we, that we're go-getters, go get, right? That's who we're a home for. And and that's what we do. We draft off each other. We, you know, there's there's that great sense of competition, but also at the same time, everybody wants everyone to win. And we're collaborative. Mm. So, uh, yeah. and, and, and we're also aware of our why and what our drives are. We're aware of, you know, what's important to us and why we're driven. So this drive gets us someplace, right? It's not for the money. The, the money isn't the thing, right? The money is the fuel uh, that gets us, you know, you put it in the car, put it in the tank so that you can, which is your business to get where you're going. And that's, uh, I remember hearing that from Simon Sinek and I thought that was a great, a great metaphor because really that's what it is. We have some vision for how we want our, our world to be and, um, and our businesses are, is the way that we get there. Mm, yes. Spot on. Okay. And so um, I'll just say one of the things that attracted me to you is you're just, you have such a generous nature of wanting to help people. And of course, you're an expert, which is why you're one of my mentors. And I've chosen to hang a license with you. Um, and, I, and I wonder, when are we going to start a game that says something like, you know, everybody in our brokerage, it has to like, be on a mission of at least one rental a year or something like that, right? Like, yeah, what, what kind I of marks that. can we set? 
for people who want to play this game with us because we really get that this is a way to bring generational wealth, right? Or what else does it bring? What else are we playing for? Yeah, no, you know what? I'd love, let's start there. And so one of the things that I know about myself is I'm a driver and I'm also like this, you know, so I, I can work, I can, I, you know, I can work really hard and sometimes I forget to add the game to it. And I think that's why I'm so excited that you're here. And, uh, and uh, what I think is, Brian, you need to bring that game in. I love it. It's already been broadened. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said we just need you to champion it a little bit i'll be there of course to stoke the fire i mean i got my own goals i'm going we're my wife and i you may know this but nobody who's watching may know but we are playing for 10 homes in seven years and so that's and we're paying all paid off that's our goal 10 yes. years uh or 10 homes seven years so and you can do that yeah well, and that's what I want to go next is like, what are some of the prerequisites to actually playing this game, you know, from, you know, we're at the bottom. So like, what is that? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, they, uh, they have all these reasons why they can't. And the only reason why you really can't are the prerequisites. Let's go there. So the prerequisites are extreme integrity, uh, being willing to, uh, being willing to be uncomfortable and having a work ethic that you know you compare yourself to no one you look and you see what you want and then you compare yourself to no one because quite honestly if you're gonna if you're gonna accomplish those things that you're talking about you really can't compare yourself to no one because 98 percent of the population 95 percent of the population has never and will never do that and they're not willing to do the things that no one else is willing to do right i mean have you ever like what are the things that you've done that you're like you know, I'm, you know, like, I don't know, I remember, you know, running the marathon and being a couple of them and being like 22 miles in, and you're like, why in the hell did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's when you had to, and, and then you just keep on going. And then at the end, you're so glad that you did it. But along the way, uh, you know, if you look around kind of your community, unless you're in a community of people who are already have 10 properties, they already own them free and clear and that's your whole world, you're around people who they're not doing that. And so you can't ever, ever look to them as, you know, compare yourself. You can't compare, right? I think anybody who's really worked hard and accomplished anything knows that you can only compare yourself to your own vision. Mm. Okay, got it. So extreme integrity, being a freaking hard worker, and I, <laughs> I have such a potty mouth, so it's so hard to... Sorry, this is your podcast. You should I let know. it fly. Are you allowed to swear on, you know, I know you can't do it on TV, but, uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, being willing to do what nobody else does and compare yourself to no one. Right. And if you're able to do that, then there are, there is absolutely no reason why you can't fill in the rest of that. You can't fill in your picture. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I, I wonder about the, you know, can't compare myself to anybody, you know, I feel like there's, and I'll just say, I'll just speak for myself here. Um, yeah, I've had moments in my life where I thought those things, you know, and, uh, you know, I could show and prove and whatever, you know, I was like, look, I did it this, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, there's definitely something that I'm like, 
I'm not even comparing myself to anybody anymore. I'm just looking at me like, how do I get myself past all my barriers to get there, to get to the next level, right? And uh, I wonder, this is kind of twofold, which is what would you say to somebody like that, right? Me. And um, let's just start there. What would you say? Uh, what I would say to somebody who's saying, oh, I, I let my barrier, what, I don't understand, like, what's your question? Tell me yeah. a little bit more about you, and then I can tell you. Well, you know plenty about me, but, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, all right, how about this? I'm going to turn it, because it's where it was going, was, what are your current barriers? Like, what are you transforming in your life? What's the next level for you? Uh, well, we're working on a transit-oriented development right now in Shoreline, and that feels uncomfortable, and that's new for me. And um, so we're working on. Uh, actually, it'll be the first uh, multi. Uh, it'll be the first multifamily mixed-use commercial development I've been a part of, uh, with my partner Mark. And um, that's completely new and something that I wouldn't have imagined before. Oh yeah, you can you can build a high-rise and own it and you know, make it sustainable, work with the International Living Future, Future Living Institute, work with the University of Washington, you know, all these different organizations and, and actually be a leader and a part of that. That's huge. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, but what is the next barrier? I think the next barrier for me is um, what I'd like to see next is everyone who I'm working with um, doing the same thing for themselves uh, in whatever context they want to do that, right? So with you and Rani, uh, then that would be, you know, yeah, not only do I want you to have the 10 doors, which I think, I think um, 10 doors in seven years, you said, right? So I, I honestly think that once you get one, I think that's way too long. And I think it's going to happen way quicker. It may be free and clear 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, or seven that's years. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I would love everybody to be playing that game at whatever, in whatever arena they want and to be have all of us working together to be a real col uh, collaborative part of each of each other's success. Mm. And, I, and I see that happening right now, right? I mean, our brokerage is so unusual in that, you know, our, our brokers are working with people and they're like, oh, hey, take this one or take, you know, take this client and they freely give to each other. And it's just this really simple, I've never experienced that anywhere. And I'm, it's what I said we're about. And uh, it's so cool to have people show up who are not only about that themselves, but they give freely to each other, right? It has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with it. it that's who they are in their nature. And so we're really protective of that. Um, and even though we're, as I said, we're really protective of that. And at the same time, we want more people playing with us. And so, uh, yeah, that's our number one rule at the brokerage, right? No assholes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so ask all you're out. And uh, what you have is a group of givers, right? Highly motivated, highly competitive, entrepreneurial givers, which that's who I want to be around. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So pretty much last question, and this is just for us to get to know you at a really deep level, oh, is yeah. um, what is your spiritual challenge right now? Ooh, my spiritual challenge. <laughs> that's a good one. It's so funny because um, uh, so I grew up in a religion where we didn't celebrate uh, any holidays. And uh, 
and just even talking about, you know, oh, celebrating a holiday would be have very serious consequences. So to, <laughs> very serious consequences. So to, to have, speak about that publicly feels dangerous. Um, and I think the spiritual challenge that I have right now is uh, really, it's funny that is really uh, accepting and being aware of how much I am able to be responsible for what I'm creating in this world. And, um, and it's, it's, and, and that is a spiritual challenge, just understanding that I am a, a creator. Awesome. I said last question, but I got one more. What was the coolest thing, moment, experience, deal you ever did in real estate? Not all of them, just one. <laughs> all right. So say, so what? Just like the coolest, like most memorable experience you've had in real estate. Could be from a deal or a transaction or a client or could be anything. Just most memorable, awesome experience you thought. Awesome. So I... Uh, well, two of them actually, and they happen really close to each other. Um, one was, oh, actually three. So, you know, and this kind of shows the range of, it doesn't really matter who you are, what your price point is, but this is the range of, it's the experience that's the thing that I'm after. So worked with a client in Mercer Island. Um, it was actually a client of my broker's. And uh, we, he had a, it was a $9 million listing. It was an all cash buyer and um, negotiating that deal. We, in a hot, hot market, we were able to negotiate down to like 8 million or 8.5 million, or let's see. So it must've been 9.5. We negotiated down to like nine. And then, and then throughout the process, negotiating down to, I think he ended up saving like eight, we ended up closing at 8.5 million 30 days later. And it was so amazing to me. That was like mind blowing to see, you know, those numbers and just how much you can, how much you can serve your client through negotiation, right? And uh, and that was stunning to me. Uh, so that was really cool, and it was a lot of fun. He was an amazing guy. Hmm. And then uh, and then juxtapose that with probably one of the there's two that were like the most meaningful one was this guy who he had never owned anything and he was probably in his late fifties and he had saved up $10,000 and um, he didn't, he was a renter, always been a renter, had no clue that he could um, buy anything. And we just ended up buying him a little mobile home in a park in Marysville that he was thrilled with and he, it changed his life. Uh, so he now had just a very, very, um, he felt comfortable that he could move into and go into retirement knowing he could always afford to be there because over his life, rent had just gone up, gone up, gone up, gone up. And he had barely been able to squirrel away this $10,000 and to be able to put him in a place that he was thrilled with. And then he just, he like his, everything about him was, you know, okay, I can handle this. I'm ready to go on to the next thing. Um, and then at the same time, there was this young couple and uh, again, they'd come from not very much, and they there none of nobody in their family owned properties, and they're 21 and 22, and uh, we're working through 
their first purchase and getting them pre-approved and you know going from that first conversation where you know, like it never crossed their radar they could own a home um, to getting them pre-approved and, and having a conversation with them and they're like do you really think like we can own a home you know like they almost didn't and I'm not really even capturing it because they really didn't feel like that was for them you know they had no clue that uh, it was almost like a like that was something they had was too out of reach for them and you know and then shortly thereafter they had a home and they had he was in construction he knew how to fix some of it up and you know by the time the market's appreciating so rapidly by the time they closed it they had equity and then when he put the work in they were they were set you know they were they were really set they ended up having a baby and you know they just you just it felt really good to put them there nice all right well uh last call to who you want to talk to any any shout out anybody any oh, call man. to action well, you want to make <laughs> call to action if you uh if you uh yeah if you are someone like we were talking about earlier if you know yourself to be uh if you know yourself not to be living up to your potential if you know that there's more for you and you have a fire and a drive and you will never take no for an answer and you want to make a difference in this world, uh, then that's who I want to talk to. Right. You, Brian, who do you want to play with? Who do I want to play with? I want to play with um, yeah, people that just want to have fun. Right? And fun in working, that's right? right. They, oh, I forgot the fun part. They got to get that like, you know, the, the work's got to be fun if we're going to do it. And we got all got to work to pay some bills. So let's just have some fun while we do it. And let's have some goals and like accomplish all those things. Right. That's what, that's, those are the people I want to work with. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh, and I'm going to make a shout out. And this is for anybody who owns a home in Tacoma. We're moving South because we need to be close to our grandma if you have a home, if you're thinking about selling, reach out to us. We want to talk. Um, so with that shout out, what's life about Katrina? Purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I love studying people. <laughs> that was good though. Purpose. Good. I say contribution. Love you guys. Any last words? Bye Katrina. Just do it. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. This was amazing. I really had a good time with you. I had, I always have a good time with you <laughs> till the next time. <laughs> Cheers. I would love to hear about your purpose. I'm always looking for like-minded people to collaborate with, interview, or do business with. Reach out to me directly at 425-230-4499. Not sure what your purpose is? I'm happy to share the guide that helped me discover mine. If you'd like that guide and a free copy of my Amazon best-selling investment book for real estate, visit my website at katrinaeileen.com. If this podcast brings you value, please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to For Profit, For Purpose. I would love to hear about your purpose. I'm always looking for like-minded people to collaborate with, interview, or do business with. Reach out to me directly at 425-230-4499. Not sure what your purpose is? I'm happy to share the guide that helped me discover mine. If you'd like that guide and a free copy of my Amazon best-selling investment book for real estate, visit my website at katrinaeileen.com.
If this podcast brings you value, please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to For Profit, For Purpose.